Hello and welcome to DFS Coach Talk. I am Joe Sarvati, affectionately known as Coach, and I am joining you on this Valentine's Day. So happy Valentine's Day, everybody out there. It is Sunday, 2-14-21, and we have a very good Sunday slate, better than early showdown slate. We're going to discuss that here as we're uh, recording this uh, in the morning on Sunday. So hopefully uh, some people are able to get that information. And then we're going to dive into the full nine game slate tonight, which is really looking uh, juicy, if you will. Uh, lots of player news, lots of guys out, uh, lots of edge that we can gain as uh we build our lineups throughout the day and then adjust to any other news that comes through. So very excited about this. Uh, I want to crush this slate today and get after it. I think we're going to get, uh, uh, we'll get some fish money in here, I think, today more than normal. Uh, because all of those that uh, have a significant other, I think they're going to be pulled around to do some other things, be away from the computer. Uh, hopefully they're doing some fun things. If not, they're out to dinner or doing whatever uh, the other half is asking for them to do. So I know it's hilarious. and You're probably laughing now, but, you know, we look for every single edge. And I think Valentine's Day is one of those edges because we are going to be watching this and going over it with a fine tooth comb. And when somebody's out there buying a box of chocolates or whatever they have to do, we are going to be adjusting our lineups and taking some stuff down. So we're going to call it the Valentine's Day Massacre at here at Coach Talk because we're going after it. Uh, we have no heart today. So <laughs> let's get them. All right. First game on the slate is that uh, showdown uh, game that we were talking about. It's 1 p.m. Eastern. It's Boston at Washington. Right now, Boston is a six-and-a-half-point favorite. 232 and a half. So we've got a big number on this solo game. Uh, it would have been the second biggest number on the main slate, but it's a standalone. We know that both teams um, have actually struggled defensively. Of course, Washington's woes are, are famous, but Boston's only 16th, so slightly in the uh, lower half of the league. <clears throat> and Washington's second to last, so nothing to write home about. What we love about Washington is not only are they so bad defensively, but they are the fastest paced team in the league. So extra possessions of poor defense from Washington should allow Boston to get uh, definitely some upside and extra DFS points for their guys. Boston on the other side is uh, 24th in pace. So that's not a really big help there, but uh you know, every game's a pace down game for Washington. They're used to doing that. Um, right now, the only one out listed out is Ish Smith, which opens up those backup point guard guard minutes for Raul Neto, who, you know, again, this is a showdown one game slate. Uh, you know, you're looking for guys that are going to grab some minutes uh, cheaper to help you make out uh, your lineup. So, um, in this game, I think you've got to go, you know, Boston heavy if you can, just because of some of the additional uh, points available. Tatum certainly uh, high, high on the list. Jalen Brown, um, you, maybe Kate, uh, Kemba Walker can uh, also make a lineup if you're going to rotate some other people in. The question is, do you go with anybody, uh, the high price two guys for Washington, uh, Westbrook or Beal? I mean, obviously, you can't fit all those guys into a showdown, so somebody's got to be the odd man out. Um, you know, I, I have a, a feeling that Westbrook's going to step up here. I don't, I don't really like uh, the defensive matchups that he's going to face. Uh, this is when uh, Boston really, really misses a guy like Marcus Smart, who can keep things uh, in control, and he's been out for quite some time. So... Um, you know, I'm going to look to Westbrook, not Beal in this particular matchup. I think they can, uh, you know, put a Jalen Brown or someone, you know, rotate on uh, Beal to really check him and hold him 
uh, under his normal average. Um, also, uh, as far as uh, the payup guy for Boston, just think Tatum just does so much for this team. And I'm hoping it stays close enough. You know, six and a half is not bad. So if it stays within the double digits, you're going to get big run from these guys. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try to stick with Tatum. And then uh, you can get some value with maybe somebody like Pritchard, who sort of burned the whole DFS world with his latest performance. But he does get some minutes uh, uh, off the bench there if, you know, the regular guys are starting. So, um, again, I would recommend Tatum and Beal, or I'm sorry, Tatum and Westbrook to start your build. And then um, you can get a third decent price guy in there like a Kemba. And then you're going to have to do uh, some value shopping with the last couple of guys. Possibly a Hashimura uh, is in play. Um and maybe a Raul Neto from the Washington side. And then I mentioned the Boston side. So, you know, an interesting game. I'm not a big showdown fan. So, you know, I don't want to spend too much time on this one. But it will be uh, an interesting game with, you know, some options you can move for, around for captain. Um, I'm not sure between Tatum and Westbrook which one I'm going to go one, two with. But... Uh, those are going to be my two main plays. So good luck. It's always fun to get out to a nice win at the beginning of the day. All right. We're going to dive into this nine game slate. I, you know, this is the best Sunday night slate I've seen all season. Uh, tremendous amount of good games, a lot of nice high totals, um, all kinds of options here and a whole lot of guys out. So uh, tons of juggling here, but we are ready uh, to get this tackled. Um, real quickly, if you're watching this on YouTube, this is the time to hit that thumbs up. Uh, smash the heck out of that uh, uh, button. Let us know you, you're, you're enjoying the free content in front of the paywall seven days a week. Please subscribe to the channel. That helps us a bunch to move up in the algorithm on YouTube and get this podcast out to more folks. And then uh, the best thing is to hit that alert button up in the top corner. That little uh, alarm alert button will let you know every time one of our Coach Talk podcasts posts. So we'd appreciate that. If you want to join us at DFS Coach Talk, today's a perfect day. Uh, you know, you've got, if you've got those other honeydew things you got to do on Valentine's Day, somebody's going to have to be doing the work uh, in the background, and the old coach is here to do this for you. So I'll be here watching Discord, watching uh um, all the different player moves, who's in, who's out. And, of course, as we always do, 30 minutes before lock, which will be 6.30 p.m. Eastern today, we'll be uh, I will be posting um, a full DraftKings coaches clipboard, which will have a highlighted core of five guys that uh, we're recommending that you start your build with, and then uh, uh, several different players that you can utilize to fill out your team. We give out a full FanDuel hybrid cash lineup. We give a full uh, hybrid uh, GPP lineup also. And the reason I say both, hybrid can be played either one, but I want to, you know, when we put it in Discord, I want them to know the hybrid cash one was built a little more toward that and then the GPP one as well. Um, I'm generally a cash player, so I'm going to build one, maybe two lineups at the most. Uh, and put those in all of my contests. I, I build with that strategy. We also supply a full Yahoo lineup, which um, is uh, also a fun place to play and, and some good opportunities there with some different pricing. Okay, here we go. 7 p.m. First game. I appreciate our partners at betus.com.pa. Uh, they are where we go for all of our lines, and they are terrific. Minnesota, Toronto, Toronto minus eight and a half and the over under 229 and a half. So a solid over under uh, right now from a defensive efficient standpoint, Minnesota's 24th, Toronto 17th. So neither one of them getting them done, uh, getting it done defensively. Toronto has not been able to adjust and improve their defense. It looked like it was going in the right direction. But it uh, now looks like it's it's going back down. There's a lot of points being scored in their games. 
Uh, pace is solid here, sixth for Minnesota, 11th for Toronto. So good target game. Right now, uh, the best defender for Toronto, Ananobi, is questionable. Uh, he's been listed questionable the last multiple games and has not played. So hopefully he remains out because that helps the defensive output really uh, on, on the side of Minnesota. So a couple guys to talk about here. I think uh, it has. there's no problem uh, putting one or two of these guys into your build without question. Um, from Toronto, you know, generally you begin and end uh, with that backcourt. You know, uh, Lowry and Van Vliet are both playable. Um, the, they can fit in salary-wise. They're not a break-the-bank guy on either one. Uh, but against that Minnesota backcourt, um, I think that they can do very, very well. So I definitely would like to to uh, highly consider uh, one of the two guys. The question is picking the right one. Uh, I have not made that decision yet, but I'm uh, pretty confident that I will have uh, one of those two guys in the backcourt. Um, Siakam's certainly in play, especially with Ananobi out. That's who uh, he would probably guard. So you got to consider him, Boucher is getting the big minutes again as prices back up. But, you know, he's a smash the slate kind of guy. He had uh, six blocks the other day. Uh, and, you know, you start getting those stocks along with dropping 20 points, then, you know, you're you're doing something uh, to break the slate. So uh, I know that's a lot of Toronto guys, but I have a lot of interest here. Um, and, you know, I could walk away from this game with two Raptors and feel good about it. On the Minnesota side, Cat is back. That changes everything. Um, he did play decent minutes in both his returns. He looked pretty good. I watched him quite a bit in this last one because he was one of my key plays. And I would say he's 85, 90%. I mean, he doesn't look like, you know, Cat, Cat, like the breaks a slate, but he's still very solid. I mean, he's making the, the jumpers. And the main thing is he's getting minutes. They're not ramping him up, you know, just boom, right into the 30s in his first two uh, outings. So if you want to play up uh, there for a center, uh, definitely playable. I mean, they're not, uh, Toronto's not playing Baines a ton. Uh, and, you know, he bodies them and gives them a little bit trouble, but he can't get out there to defend Cat at the three. And we know he'll knock down threes with the best bigs in the league. And then when they bring Boucher in, Cat's able to body him a little bit and take him in the paint. So regardless of the matchup, I think Cat has a potential. You know, he's a little pricey. Um, not sure I'll go there on this big of a slate, but I certainly wouldn't blame you if you did because, you know, he's certainly going to be putting up 50 burgers on a nightly basis uh, with the remainder of this team. The other guys for Minnesota, you know, Beasley has good and bad games. Uh, D'Angelo Russell missed the last few games. He's not on the injury report early this morning. We need to wait and see if that changes. Uh, I'm not going to play him anyway, and his backup is Rubio, who cannot make a shot uh, beyond two feet, which isn't really a great idea uh, for a point guard uh, if you're looking for scoring. So that is game one. I think that there's some merit to paying attention to it and uh, possibly doing, uh, you know, uh, a two-man guy, two guys from this game being very realistic in your build. All right, the second 7 o'clock game is the San Antonio Spurs at the Charlotte Hornets. San Antonio is a one-and-a-half-point favorite, and it is a 229 total, very similar, so interesting game here. Uh, pay, uh, defensive efficiency, San Antonio is ninth now. They are in the top 10. Charlotte is 18th. Uh, they've improved a little bit. Um, and as far as pace, they are 10th and 17th respectively. So very interesting here. Uh, should be a good close game. Uh, you guys know how I feel about the Spurs. It's so, so hard to roster Spurs and, and feel comfortable about it. Um, you know, I had Keldon Johnson, I, I ended up with at the last minute last time and he was okay, did decently, but still, you know, that rotation is always crazy. Is Pirtle going to play much or not at all? You know, how are the matchups going to roll? Who's going to get the majority of the minutes? Uh, LMA has been out for a while. 
Um, and, you know, so DeRozan gets definitely some of that usage, but with uh, both guards back of Murray and White, they're also utilizing uh, some some usage here. And they use a lot of bench. I mean, you'll get, you know, all kinds of guys getting decent minutes like a Rudy Gay. Uh, in other words, I'm not real comfortable going there. When it's a huge slate like this, I hate to put my chips in, in Pop's basket there, if you will, because uh, it's just so dangerous. Um, guys out in this game for Charlotte, both Martin twins are out, which is good that they're both in or both out because I can't tell them apart. I don't think anybody can, but they're both out. So we don't have to worry about that. Um, and then PJ Washington is doubtful. He's not going to play. So the bottom line is, you know, do you look for what they did last time, which is they started, uh, as we talked about on this show, all three guards in LaMelo, Devontae, and Rogier. I mean, those guys have been absolutely smoking. I mean, uh, Rogier specifically, he had over 40 real points last time, and LaMelo's just been ridiculous. I mean, the dude is just uh, a DFS stats monster, uh, and I think he will be for about the next 12 years. Um, he is certainly in play here. I mean, I, I know DeJounte Murray plays really solid D, but, you know, the question is, you know, is he going to take LaMelo? I believe he will. And, you know, that has a tendency to make me want to go right back to Rogier. And it's not a points chasing. Rogier has been super consistent throughout the year. His, he's shooting a crazy number from three-point land, I think around 50%. Uh, and, you know, he's certainly in play here. His price is is gone up some, but he is worth it. Devontae Graham, again, you know, he's a little riskier. I think of the three, I'd rank him third. But he is very capable also of having a monster game. And if they're all starting and playing together and, you know, and they're going smaller, which they very well may do here, uh, you know, which could play Pirtle off the court uh, a lot for San Antonio, by the way. Um, they will come in with Miles Bridges, just too iffy on, on that uh, side of the ball. So really, I'm just going to walk out of here uh, probably with just one guard from Charlotte and be happy with that. Uh, Cody Zeller's been decent, but his minutes uh, fluctuate a little bit. But with PJ out, Cody Zeller's on my radar because they generally will play Bismack a little bit as the backup center or let PJ move to, to center when Cody goes out. But with no PJ, again, he's doubtful. <clears throat> Cody Zeller gets a look for me, especially on the sites where you can play more than one big, and his price has remained very fair, uh, you know, all season. All right, game three. It's the last seven o'clock game. It is uh, the New New Orleans Pelicans at the Detroit uh, Pistons. We've got uh, the Pelicans minus four and a total of two twenty one and a half. Now, here's, here's two real uh, uh, challenged defensive teams. We know that uh, the Pelicans have continued to just plummet down the list. They're 26th, and Detroit is 20th. So that's all well and good. Good stuff. We want to play these teams, but here's where the brakes get pumped a little bit. They're 21st and 25th in pace. So, you know, that's going to affect... Uh, a little bit of the action here. That's why they're 221, uh, which is lower than a good portion of the, the totals on this slate. So, you know, where do you go here? Let's look at the, the injury situation. Um, Plumley is questionable. That's very important, important to know. Uh, you know, we've, we've been riding uh, the backup center there. Uh, what's his name? I forget. Uh, he's got the cool do. Um, Isaac, is that what it is? I don't know. Anyway, uh, you know, he's certainly in Stewart. He's in play if uh, Plumley's out because <clears throat> he's been getting decent minutes. If Plumley's in, then certainly not. But uh, uh, And then Dion, uh, Dimboyu is out for Detroit as well. For the Pelicans, Hart is questionable, and uh, Nikhil Alexander-Walker is out. So, you know, it, the rotation for the, the Pelicans is pretty steady. They've been, uh, uh, 
you know, they've actually been getting their key guys minutes and have been winning some games because of it. Um, Lonzo Ball um, has been better. Not sure I'm going to utilize him in in this game or this on this type of a slate that's that deep. Uh, Zion's always, uh, you know, a danger. Now, he, he was almost missed no shots. I think he was like 16 for 18 from the field against the Mavericks, but we know the Mavericks, uh, you know, defense in the paint is, is horrible. And if you look at the shot chart, look up, look up uh, Zion's shot chart against the Mavericks. All the dots are inside the paint for dunks or lay-ins right by the basket. He never took any outside shots. So, you know, my question is, when does that start affecting uh, Zion's performance? When you're so one-dimensional like that, you know, if you get in foul trouble or somebody takes something away, you're minimizing, you know, your ceiling. And that concerns me. His price has stayed somewhat neutral to where it's been. So I, I get the, the temptation there. But with this pace and really him not showing any game, even 15 feet from the basket, is a concern for me. Um, after that, the Pelicans guys, tons of fill-ins, tons of rotation, don't like the pace there. Um, on the Detroit side, you know, you've got Jeremy Grant, who's played well and been dominant. Um, I think without Plumlee, he scoops most of the rebounds. I think he's in play in this matchup. Um, you know, his price is, is high, but it's not ridiculous uh, for the usage that he gets. Um, and with a day rest, I think, you know, he's always capable, uh, a very safe floor, and I think he has a high ceiling in a game against a team like the Pelicans. Really after that, uh, you know, now with Dennis Smith in there rotating a little bit at guard, you know, that hurts, uh, you know, that whole entire uh, rotation of guys and really creates uh, DeLon Wright not to be as effective of a play. Um, and then the wings is, you know, also I'm just not <clears throat> interested in Blake or anybody like that. So this could be a one and done game for me. Um you know, but it may be a key part uh, with Jeremy Grant. All right, we're going to uh, shift to the only 7.30 p.m. Eastern game on the slate here, and that is Portland at Dallas. It's also the single game for that FanDuel shootout contest uh, as well. So, you know, keep a, a close eye on that. We've got the highest total on the board here. That's 237. And a lot of that is because uh, Dallas has just been falling through the floor on defense here. Uh, believe it or not, 28th for Portland, 27th for Dallas. And that's a team that Coach Carlisle uh, had 7th after a handful of games, and now they're 27th. So that'll explain to you what's happening in their interior defense. But what they are doing is they're outscoring teams. They're almost taking the Brooklyn approach. We're going to score more than you. Their games have been very highly uh, DFS-wise points. And again, it's showing in the line in Vegas. And I think this game is a fantastic stackable game. Now, you know, people don't love to, to stack on all the chalk, but sometimes you have to do it. And if you don't have exposure to this game, I think you're making a big mistake. You've got you know, three of the worst five defenses in the league. Um, actually, three of the uh, two of the four, two of the four worst defensive teams in the league is what I'm trying to say. And then for pace in the middle, 15th and 19th, so they do get the ball up and down the floor uh, well enough. Uh, Hood is questionable for Portland. Uh, you know, the guys that have been out a while remain out. So let's talk about you know where are we looking in this game. I. I'm telling you, I'm coming out of this game with three or four guys, and I'm going to feel uh, comfortable about it regardless if they're chalky or not. I think you got to look right directly at the two main guys. I know they're expensive, but you can pick and choose a lot of value through this slate. Luca and Dame, you know, it's being built up. Luca versus Dame, you know, who's going to outscore who? Neither one of these teams have great matchups uh, to guard either one of those guys. They both could definitely crush the slate. Luca's playing phenomenal. 
Uh, Dame's been shooting the lights out. He actually had some rest because, they, you know, he, they've been running him into the ground. So, you know, I think both of those guys have to be two of your key uh, pay-up options on this slate. I think they're both uh, going to hammer their number. They're both extremely expensive, but don't be afraid to go there. Now, looking at the secondary guys, if you're playing those two, you certainly can't afford uh, really Porzingis. Uh, he came off his best game, but he'll get some decent defense here. From They'll probably throw Covington on him a little bit. Um, and I think uh, Canner will end up guarding Kleba maybe to start. Uh, that's just what I'm thinking, because if they tried to guard uh, Porzingis with Canner, it would be an epic disaster for them. So I'm going to count on the fact that Stotts is going to make the right move to defensively. And so I'm going to fade Porzingis. Um, I do like Ennis Canner, though. I mean, let's face it. Every single game, the Mavs get murdered by the best in interior score from the other team. And Canner's been scoring. He's been getting great minutes. And uh, he should get a lot of rebounds in this game, putbacks. Uh, you know, I think he'll, he's a fine play at his price. Um, there's also some ancillary guys you could take that I, I think are in play. Um, you know, you can look at Gary Trent, because I know uh, Lillard will get Josh Richardson defense to start. And Josh is a good defender. I don't, you know, I don't think anybody can defend Dame to the point uh, where you're going to, you know, get close to shutting him down. But, you know, uh, after that, I, you know, it's going to leave some opportunity for Trent to knock down some shots. I think Covington is really uh, a, a sharp play in this game because he'll get some rebounds as well as, uh, you know, hit some shots and they're going to need him in there. Uh, to take his shift on uh, Porzingis. So I think he's a good play. On the Dallas side, though, you know, you've uh, after Luka, since I'm fading uh, Porzingis, not comfortable going anywhere else. They, you know, it's a roulette of who's going to have uh, a good game this game and make value. And anybody's capable of it. You know, you get good prices on uh, Jay Rich, Brunson, Kleba, Hardaway, you know, but you can't count on them. So if you're going to play any of those guys, do it in a GPP, not in, in a cash game. So this will be a, a key game for me. A lot of my salary is going to get eaten up here, but I think you have to. I think this is the game uh, that is going to be uh, the key game of the card. All right, small coffee drink here, and then we're going to hit the final five games. We've gotten through five already, and uh, – we're going to we have all kinds of news in these games to to review as well. All right, much better. <clears throat> uh, if you're wanting to follow us throughout the day, by the way, uh, to, for the news, jump in discord. You know, you can join us by going to DFSCoachTalk.com or just jumping on Twitter at DFSCoachTalk. You can join for as little as three days for ten dollars. Or you can join for several of the different packages. We do have a phenomenal package with our partners at betus.com.pa. If you go and sign up at BetUS and you deposit $199, which you can use for all of your wagering on BetUS if you're playing any uh, of these games or anything you want to bet on, you can bet on just about everything there. They have and they have a casino, the horses, everything you can do to BetUS. When you do that, and then you just shoot us uh, a tweet or a DM on uh, Twitter, or shoot us an email at dfscoachtalk uh, uh, at g uh, gmail, then we will put you in to our DFS Coach Talk Discord with a membership for three months. So you get a free three-month membership, which is a two hundred twenty-five dollar value. Uh, just for signing up and making your first deposit at BetUS. So you can't beat it. We have a, a ton of people that have taken advantage of that, uh, and we'd love to have you. So if you need any more information, you can reach out to us, but it is pretty cut and dry, very simple offer, and uh, a lot of people taking advantage of it. Okay, the eight, first 8 o'clock game, we actually have one 8 o'clock game and one 9 o'clock, and then three late-night hammer games. So 
one nice thing today is if you want to have flexibility when you're building your roster, you can leave some of those spots in there by filling them with some of the guys in those late, late three uh, 10 o'clock games. And that'll give you a lot of fluidity to move that lineup in and out, change guys as news breaks, because you'll see there's a lot of news in these games. So, you know, it, it's a big edge this year with all the COVID protocols. You have to be able to make some late swaps and adjust to the news and strategically leave a spot or two uh, for those guys late. So definitely want to do that. All right. Um, Milwaukee's 11 and a half point favorite over Oklahoma City. And I, I've said it like 20 times in a row. Um, I always say this game has a huge propensity to blow out and then the Thunder either win or stick in the game. So who knows? It's in Oklahoma City. I'm not going to predict a blowout here. It's Milwaukee. Minus 11 and a half, like I said, 227, a very solid over-under. But you have two decent defensive teams, Milwaukee 11th and the Thunder 13th, so above average. But here's what makes you want to play this game, and I get it. They're 5th and ninth in pace. So they're gonna, there's going to be points available here DFS-wise. I think if you don't go with Luka or Dame, Giannis is obviously a great play here and a great fit in this game. If it stays close enough, um, that's your only risk there. And I think that will suppress his ownership numbers uh, because our people are afraid he's going to sit the fourth quarter uh, in a blowout. We do know that Shea and Maladon are out for the Thunder. So without Shea, it just shakes up the whole, whole deal there. Um, I believe Drew is still out holiday. Uh, we'll check uh, those uh, injury reports here as we go throughout the day. But as far as the Thunder goes, if they stay in this game, Diallo's been good for his price. He's He's been consistent. Um, you know, you, you have to look at uh, the guys like Dort as a, a value play, even a Baisley or Roby if they're in, all just – you know, periphery guys that you that can fill in a spot to make your roster, but not must-haves by any sense, uh, by any uh, account. Um, Horford's played well; he's always an option. But Milwaukee's interior defense is solid, with you know Giannis protecting the rim. Certainly, Giannis is the best play here. You know, if if they do blow out the Thunder, mostly it's going to be because of Giannis in general. Uh, you know, his usage has been up. Uh, the good thing is his minutes have been up. So Giannis, certainly a sharp play here. He's the guy to go to. If, you know, if you feel this game's going to stay tight enough and you can't buy up to Giannis, generally what everybody does is they will take the next best thing, uh, which is Middleton, and he's been fantastic as well. His price is starting to creep to just not as good of a play. But, uh, you know, there's a guy, if you want a safe floor, it's Middleton. That that guy just doesn't have horrible games. Hopefully, knock on wood, he doesn't have a horrible game. But uh, certainly playable. Um, after that, I'm, I'm not interested in the secondary guys from Milwaukee. They also use a deep bench. And with this large of a spread, I just don't think it's the, the best place to focus. So wouldn't mind coming out of here with some exposure in a, in a nice... Uh, 227 total. I uh, have to see, you know, where we're going to go salary wise to build that out. But I'd like to have at least one piece from Milwaukee. Wouldn't mind, uh, you know, grabbing probably Diallo on the other side. Okay, the nine o'clock game Orlando Magic at the Phoenix Suns. Phoenix is minus nine and a half. You have a big dip here in 217. It's the second lowest total on the board. Uh, from a defensive efficient standpoint, Orlando has not played well defensively lately. They're down at 21st, and Phoenix has maintained that top 10 defense. They are sitting uh, pretty steady now at 7. Pace is the problem, as they say. Orlando 20th, Phoenix 2nd to slowest in the entire league. We need the news here. This is one of those games I hate when... I'm doing this, uh, you know, way before lock. Well, it's not way before lock. We've got, uh, 
the first game starting in like two and a half hours. But tonight's games, it's a while till then. But you've got Fournier, Anthony, and Ennis all questionable and legit questionable. Anthony and Fournier didn't play the last game. So the question is, are they in? If they're if they're not in, you know, everything looks different. You know, you've got uh, Vuk moves up because his usage uh, is going to skyrocket. When Fournier sits, uh, the guys on the floor all move up because he is he is a shot uh, volume shooter and he's going to, uh, you know, get his up regardless. So if he's out, you know, you, you got to start considering uh, a couple of guys here. The first one being a Vuk. You can also go to a couple secondary guys that, that may come into play here. Uh, if you want to go with, um, you know, even a Birch or, you know, some of the players, a T. Ross, he's been uh, really picking up the slack with those guys out. You know, I, I wouldn't mind uh, having either one of them. Um, then, you know, from the other side of the ball, you know, Phoenix is looking pretty healthy. Crowder's been questionable on and off. But, you know, we're back in that scenario where if the pace isn't great, you've got the dilemma of Paul and Booker. Booker's been playing much better. He, he really stepped up the last game. Uh, Aiton had a horrible game. I think he had two points. Uh, but... Uh, or somewhere in that, maybe that was just three quarters of the way through the game, but very inconsistent. I wouldn't recommend Aiton in this matchup. He's he just concerns me with his consistency. Um, Booker's been hot, you know, and it's weird here. But, but if Fournier plays, I actually like Booker better because Fournier's defense is so bad. Uh, I think that 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 would help Cole Anthony's. Uh, Defense is very average because he's a rookie. He's learning the game. So we need to know if they're in or out. That'll really help push me if I want to play um, Booker. I would consider Paul. I don't like his price in this low of a total game. Uh, the only other guy I'll mention is Michael Carter-Williams. That guy just, as a super cheap option, he spits out DFS points like crazy. And if Fournier and... Uh, and Anthony are out, he's going to get probably 25 to 30 minutes. And uh, he's lanky and he can, you know, he's more of a boomer bust guy, but he's a great guy to have uh, even in your cash games if if those guys are out because he's going to get you the ability to buy up somewhere else with his cheap price. So an interesting game. I don't think it's a, a pass game at that low total, but um you know, you got to dig in and see who's going to be in and who's going to be out. All right, we have the trio of 10 o'clock games. Um, all very interesting, uh, very good matchups. Um, the first two have low low number spreads that should uh, keep these games close. Uh, the first one is, is the feature game that I think everybody's looking at tonight, and that's the L.A. Lakers and the Denver Nuggets, uh, two teams that other than Utah, they have to be considered that, you know, I would say those three as the three favorites for a Western final matchup. So this will be interesting. On the road for the Lakers, minus four. But here's the issue, uh, 216 and a half. Um, very low um, over under. And I think a lot of it has to do with the fact that the Lakers have been playing lockdown D. They're number one. Denver's 19th, but improving, you know, with some of their guys back. And the pace isn't great. We know the Lakers have been playing slower. A lot of dribbles from LeBron uh, or whoever's running the show at the top. They will try to clear out uh, for AD and, and run some plays like that. So uh, right now they're 18th in pace. Denver's super slow, 27th. They run everything through the top of the key, generally uh, through uh, the Joker. So the question is here, do you, know, do you spend up? Are people going to wait for that late-night sweat game and play uh, LeBron um, or the Joker? Now the question here is, is Anthony Davis going to play? He has got the questionable tag, and that will shift this game. Let's face it. For me, if Anthony Davis plays, I'm not going to use the Joker because I love Anthony Davis's interior defense, and he – makes everything work there. If he's out, 
then you got to look at the Joker if you're not going to pay up for the other guys I mentioned um, because he's going to have a little bit of an easier time roaming in that paint without AD in there. Uh, Marcus Gasol's, you know, he gets it done defensively still, but certainly nowhere near the player he was. And I don't think he can get out there to defend the three. And we know the Joker will fire some threes up. Um, from the, you know, that also, uh, the Davis news affects the Lakers side with LeBron. You know, we know that his numbers go way up from a usage standpoint, all the way around scoring and everything with AD off the floor. So, you know, that's the news we have to see. If they both play, I'm not going to go there. And this is the game I'm going to have to, you know, hold my breath and cross my fingers and toes that it doesn't have a blow-up total. But, you know, it's the lowest total on the board. That means something. And I'm hoping Davis will suit up for this one because it's such a big game against Denver. So if if he does, it's almost going to be a full pass for me. Um, We do have news on the Denver side. Barton is out. We know Harris has been out for quite some time. And Jamal Murray keeps getting the questionable tag every game. He has been playing, though. So, uh, you know, I would assume he's going to be in, but you got to watch that news. If he sits, guys like Monte Morris come into play. You know, with Barton out, it gives a lot more, uh, you know, minutes, I think, available for Porter Jr. And, uh, you know, you can look there. He's He's got the ability to uh, knock down some shots as well. But not crazy about this game, especially if Davis plays. Uh, there are a few value plays that you can squeeze out of it. But this is one of the games I was talking about earlier that it's nice if you roster a guy, let's say Jamal Murray, and he doesn't end up playing. You have two other late games that you can uh, pivot to somebody else. So, you know, that's the kind of play that makes sense because a lot of people will lock those lineups in. And, uh, you know, if their Valentine's Day goes the way they're hoping, they may not quite be uh, available to watch those games. <laughs> and if if that's the case, they're not going to make those late switches. And we, we're just ruthless here at Coach Top. We... It doesn't matter. We're taking advantage of uh, the seduction aspect of things that some of these guys aren't going to be watching, and we're going to make the moves. So there's plenty of time for that after the slate locks. So no worries, man. We got this covered, and we're going to win. That's a true win-win, if you know what I mean. All right. Two games left. Memphis Grizz, Sacramento Kings. Memphis, one-and-a-half-point road favorite, believe it or not. And it is a fat 229, which is the third, I believe, yes, third largest number on the board. You've got some poor defense here. Memphis is 12th, which is respectable, middle of the pack. Sacramento dead last. And to be dead last and be below Washington and below uh, Brooklyn you've got to play some lousy defense. So uh, Sacramento is doing that. So this game has certainly the chance uh, to get some big numbers. 14th and 12th respectively in pace, so just slightly above average, which helps. So you got a close close line, a nice high total, uh, poor defense, and, you know, above average speed here. So there's a lot to like about this game. This, I think, is the best of the three late games, personally, uh, as far as DFS goes. Um, As far as regular basketball goes, no. But DFS, you know, we know we look at things through a completely different lens than people, other people watching uh, basketball. Right now, Melton and Bain are out for Memphis. Uh, Brandon Clark is questionable. I think it's leaning more towards he doesn't play, but that's unofficial. And then uh, for Sacramento, massive news fox questionable you know again that's he's the ball dominant main guy for sacramento in every aspect of the game so we have to know if he plays bagley also questionable a little soft i don't know if he'll play Uh, again he seems to miss multiple games so you know i'd love to give you my dead take on this but i can't 
at all until we know if Fox is in or out. And he's a true questionable tag. So again, you know, a spot where you may want to leave an opening. It's an awesome Fox versus Ja Morant. It could be up and down, score, score, score. I'd love to have those two guys facing off if they're both playing, no minutes restrictions, and they're going at it. Uh, I think it's going to be, it would be phenomenal. I think they could break the slate, literally the two of them combined. So we need to know that Fox News um, after Fox News, get it, see, uh, whatever. But Memphis, uh, uh, you know, Joe Val's been very solid. He's a guy that's a big option here. His price went up after he had that crazy game where he had like 26 rebounds or something. But uh, Joe Val's in play for me. I think he's a decent option. Um, if you really are looking to go deeper, but the price isn't that good, Harrison Barnes, I've been mentioning, because he's been steady. Uh, Buddy Hield, who's who has been knocking a lot of shots down and big clutch fourth quarter shots. All those guys are in play for me. Um, on the on the uh, Memphis side, though, uh, after Jaw and Joe Val, I sort of combined the two teams together there, but you guys know what I'm talking about. Um, you know, I'm not comfortable. I, I don't want a lot of people, you know, will chase some points there with Grayson Allen. You know, he's been playing more, um, you know, backups if some of these guys sit. You know, there is value in this game, possibly, if some of it opens up. But I don't want Dylan Brooks and and slow mo and these guys not on a slate like this with this many good options. So uh, stay tuned for this one. This is going to hundred hundred percent be uh, you know news is going to be the key here, uh, and we're going to follow that very closely. If you're not a member, become a member. Give us a try. DFSCoachTalk.com. If if you're not a member though and you're looking for this news, we we will also be posting things on Twitter. Uh, I'm at J-O-E-S-A-R-V-A-D-I. Andrew is at Language Olympic. And Shane is at D-E-T Sports Shane. You can catch all of us at DFS Coach Talk. All right, last game. We're going to wrap it up. Uh, Last 10 o'clock game, it's Cleveland Cavaliers, L.A. Clippers. Clippers are an 11-point favorite. So we have the second double-digit number on the board. Uh, only 219 and a half on this one. This does not look like a really great game uh, to roster. Uh, defensively, though, Cleveland uh, 22nd, Clippers 14th. Cleveland has fallen <clears throat> in the last 10 days like a rock. I mean, they're, they're not all of a sudden not playing great defense. So, uh, you know, does this game blow out? <clears throat> It, it to me of all the games on the card, I think it has the most potential to blow out. But not gonna, you know, not going to predict that. Cleveland has been similar. They've lost a lot of games and given up a lot of points, but they have a tendency to fight and stay in games. Um, I want to look at the backcourt for the Clippers. If Pat Bev is going to play decent minutes, he just came back the last game. <clears throat> then you got to consider him. Um, I'm not comfortable with the other players for the Clippers as far as Reggie Jackson, Kennard. Uh, you know, they're rotating to, in Terrence Mann. A lot of guys getting minutes in that backcourt. Uh, you know, we need to check the Paul George news as well. He's been in and out of games lately. Certainly, if he's out again, you can always talk about Kawhi. I just, I'm not going to go to Kawhi. The, uh, there's several other players, as we've discussed that to me are better for the pay-up option. Um, so I really uh, do not like this game. Uh, don't see a ton of upside for either team. Sexton's been okay. Um, I have no idea what they're doing with Drummond um, and Allen. It's just, it's a mess. So I would say eliminate this game as much as possible uh, from your build. If you can find a value guy in here, like a Garland or somebody to, to round out your roster, I think that would be reasonable. All right, we have done all the games. Uh, we're going to get this posted, so hopefully some people can take a look at that early game breakdown uh, for the showdown slate this afternoon. And then buckle up and get ready. Tonight is going to be a fantastic nine-game competitive slate. All the big boys playing uh, you know, you, everybody from Luka to Giannis to LeBron on down the line. 
It is going to be a great night. We're going to crush it. We're going to crush some hearts out there on Valentine's Day. We're not playing around. So uh, we hope you have a great day. Thanks for, for joining in and listening. Appreciate everybody out there. Uh, you know, send us some comments. Let us know if you like the show, if you have any suggestions. Uh, we do a Two Brains Are Better Than One show every Wednesday where Andrew and I actually build uh, a GPP FanDuel lineup uh, together. Uh, that's always interesting because we have different takes. He's more of a GPP player, more of a cash player. So we we usually butt heads a little bit, but it's been working. The guys we forced the other one to put in there, uh, those players have come through and we've uh, been cashing on that. So definitely join us on Wednesday. Uh, every Tuesday, we have a PGA uh, podcast for that weekend's um, uh, tournament. And we've got some good uh, Sunday sweat here coming with our uh, guys this week. And then uh, again, we're seven days in front of the paywall um, with uh, DFS Coach Talk Basketball. Quick drink here before I close. I almost made it through without choking. Um, the, the voice tends to go uh, on these long ones alone. Um, we'd love to have you, dfscoachtalk.com. I've said that a few times. But make sure on YouTube now that we're on the way out the door here, hit that like button, thumbs up, please. Uh, subscribe to the channel and hit the alert alert button. You can also catch us audio-wise everywhere podcasts are found. We're on Spotify, iTunes, everywhere. You name it, we're there. If, if you listen to us there, we also really appreciate a quick five stars, like on iTunes, and a quick uh, comment. Again, each one has their algorithm that the more response you know, the more hands-on, then those are going to go up and allow more people, uh, allow us to get out there and more people to hear us. So we appreciate you. Uh, enjoy this week with uh, our Coach Talk team. We have the best group of guys in the business. Um, certainly Andrew Hansen and Shane Caldwell are pros. Uh, then the, the group of uh, Brett Trimble, Joe Stanton, Tyler Pitzer, Dawson Sarvati, um, we've just got a fantastic group and, uh, we'd love to have you aboard. We're geared up and ready, uh, you know, to get in discord. We do one-on-ones. Uh, if you want to, when you jump in as part of your membership, uh, we'll do some strategy, uh, a strategy or, or multiple strategy sessions where, uh, I'll jump in there with you. Talk about the coach talk process, which really is a lot of bankroll management contest selection and then you know the strategy we use for picking the lineups and again we're on the three we're doing the three major DraftKings, FanDuel and Yahoo so enjoy your Sunday uh I really hope that you're able to focus on some some NBA because I think there's a lot of money to be made today so uh we we look forward to it and it's we've got a great week ahead Andrew and I will be back tomorrow for NBA and we will be looking to crush it in DFS.